Welcome to UCA News, your guide to weekly news and information about and of interest to the church in Asia. I'm John Lawrenson. Pope Francis named 21 new cardinals, including six from Asia, last Sunday. The new cardinals will receive their coveted red hats during a consistory in the Vatican on August the 27th. Archbishop Anthony Pula of Hyderabad in India is the first cardinal from the marginalised Dalit community, while Archbishop Felipe Neri of Goa and Daman comes from a Catholic stronghold. Archbishop William Goh of Singapore and Archbishop Dom Vigilio da Silva of Dili of Timor-Leste are the first cardinals from their nations. Archbishop Lazarus Yu Hung Sik, prefect of the Vatican's Congregation for the Clergy, is the fourth cardinal from South Korea. Italian Consolata missionary Bishop Giorgio Marengo, who leads one of the world's smallest Catholic communities of about 1,400 Catholics in Mongolia, will be the youngest member of the College of Cardinals. The Pope's latest move of bypassing traditional cardinal seats once again reaffirms his pastoral vision of going to the peripheries or putting spotlights on small but emerging churches in the world. For the first time in 33 years, there will be no church services in Hong Kong on June the 4th to commemorate Communist China's brutal crackdown on Tiananmen Square protests in 1989. Hong Kong's pro-Beijing administration banned once-packed candlelit vigils in 2020 following the imposition of a draconian national security law and numerous pro-democracy activists and supporters have been arrested and jailed. Authorities have also forcibly closed the Tiananmen Museum and pulled down memorial statues. The vigils and masses in Hong Kong were among the last reminders of the deadly suppression of pro-democracy protests in Tiananmen Square of Beijing. Church officials said the events have been cancelled out of fears of falling foul of Hong Kong authorities and breaching of the law. The suppression of a public commemoration of the massacre is another sign of the massive erosion of democracy and freedom in the former British colony, once known as one of the world's freest cities. Rights watchdog Amnesty International has accused Myanmar's military junta of committing war crimes, including unlawful killings, arbitrary arrests and forcible displacement of civilians in two Christian-majority regions. Amnesty released a new report on Wednesday titled Bullets Rained from the Sky, War Crimes and Displacement in Eastern Myanmar. It found Myanmar's military had subjected Karen and Kaya civilians to collective punishment via widespread aerial and ground attacks, arbitrary detentions that often resulted in torture or extrajudicial executions, and the systematic looting and burning of villages. The report said an eruption of violence in Kayin and Kaya states from December 2021 to March 2022 left hundreds of civilians dead and more than 150,000 displaced. During this period, scores of civilian homes, schools, health facilities, churches and monasteries were destroyed in 24 artillery and mortar attacks. At least 10 churches, including eight Catholic ones, have also been destroyed. In India, two recent cases have brought to the fore abuses of Indian Christians on the pretext of religious conversion under the rule of the pro-Hindu Bharatiya Janata Party. 
Christians in the eastern state of Odisha expressed frustration after authorities sealed off Believer's Church in Jeltua village and barred more than 100 Christians from attending Sunday services. Police said the church was put under restrictions after they received a complaint of it being used as a centre for the conversion of tribal people. Christian leaders dismissed the allegation and said the move was part of long-running persecution of Christians in the state. Meanwhile, police in the western states of Goa have launched a probe against a Protestant pastor and his wife after accusing them of forced conversion. Pastor Dominic de Souza and wife Joan are facing a charge of converting two people by offering money and gifts. A major Christian group in Indonesia urged the military to ensure the safety of people after a video of a large motorcycle rally by Muslim extremists calling for an Islamic caliphate went viral on social media. Reverend Gomar Gultam, chairman of the Communion of Churches in Indonesia, made the call during a meeting with the army's chief of staff, General Dudong Abdurrahman, in capital Jakarta. In the viral video, dozens of motorcyclists in green uniforms carried placards with messages that read, Welcome the Awakening of the Islamic Caliphate. They also distributed leaflets containing extremist content on the streets of Jakarta. Security officials said a similar rally took place in Brebes district of central Java province. The video sparked condemnation from religious groups who said such rallies would embolden hardliners and cause division and disunity in the country. A top university in the Philippines is set to open a museum in memory of victims of the dictatorial regime of Ferdinand Marcos Sr. News of the first state-funded museum for martial law victims emerged only weeks after Marcos's son became the nation's president with a landslide victory. The University of the Philippines said the Freedom Memorial Museum will open on its Diliman campus in September. Among other things, it will preserve a list of victims of the dictator's regime and house memorabilia, artefacts, educational material and audiovisual content. The dictatorship of Marcos from 1972 until his ouster in a revolution in 1986 is regarded as the darkest chapter in the Philippines' history due to extreme corruption, extravagance and brutality against dissent. Rights groups say at least 3,200 people were killed and more than 70,000 imprisoned during that period. Catholics in South Korea marched on the streets and joined discussions, debates and cultural programmes to call on their government to change its policies on the environment. They demanded a halt to nuclear energy and a reduction of fossil fuel used to tackle the global climate crisis. The series of programmes in Catholic dioceses were part of the Church's observance of Laudato Si week from May the 22nd to 29th. The week celebrates the landmark 2015 environmental encyclical of Pope Francis. Catholic activists said the government must end its anti-environment policies that are adding to the climate crisis. They demanded all nuclear power plants be phased out and no coal-fire plant should be constructed. Despite the government passing a carbon neutrality law in 2021, South Korea remains one of the world's biggest carbon polluters and coal importers. The government has yet to succeed in introducing renewable energy to replace nuclear power. 
Catholic bishops in Vietnam have urged people to stay away from a banned group of exorcists, warning that their practice goes against Catholic teaching. Bishop John Dovan Ngan, head of the Catholic Bishops' Commission for the Doctrine of Faith, said that since 2015, a group of Catholics have mistakenly claimed they possess the divine power of healing people from diseases and driving out evil spirits, as God has chosen them as secretaries. The group has attracted some priests and religious, prompting other people to follow them blindly. The group from Bao Lok Parish in Da Lat Diocese have been accused of disobeying the local bishop and damaging the unity of the local church. Bishop Dominic Nguyen Van Man banned the group's leader, Teresa Nguyen Thi Thuong, from attending church services and receiving sacraments after she refused to stop exorcisms at her home. The bishop also suspended senior priest Father Dominic Nguyen Chu Truyen from priestly duties for joining the group. Hundreds of Catholics joined celebrations to mark the 50th anniversary of the Catholic Bishops' Conference of Bangladesh last Friday. The day-long events in capital Dhaka had an inaugural session and seminar at the CBCB Centre and a public mass at Holy Rosary Church in the presence of all the country's bishops, archbishops and apostolic nuncio, Archbishop George Kocheri. During the seminar, Catholic religious and laypeople called on church leaders to make better efforts to empower laypeople, especially women, in the decision-making process in local and national church bodies. The CBCB was established in 1971, shortly after Bangladesh gained independence from Pakistan following a brief but brutal war. Christians are a minuscule minority, making up less than half a percent of the more than 160 million people in Muslim-majority Bangladesh. About 400,000 Catholics are spread across eight Catholic dioceses. That's it for today, but news, commentaries, features and podcasts continue on ucanews.com. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen. Help us get more stories by contributing at ucanews.com slash donate. Today's producer was Binu Alex and until next week, goodbye. Goodbye.